Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Ashley Pickle. I am the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Um, and for, I guess, the magazine, which is something we just sent to press and texasfootball.com. We do, we wear a lot of hats around here, a corresponding website. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube. I know that Twitter's having issues. I will get that fixed by tomorrow. Um, but at least those two. Thank you for spending part of your day with us and supporting your local mediocre internet show. Goodness, this is going great. Um, I am sitting here at the helm. Sitting over there is our recruiting analyst, Greg Powers. How are you, Powers? What's up, y'all? Sitting over there. Tepper is out this week, so we just have a, a smorgasbord of people coming in and doing the show. But fear not, we have a normal Wednesday still with Greg Powers um, for this week in recruiting. Today is Wednesday, June 1st, 176 days until Thanksgiving. June 1st, happy 84th birthday birthday to Morgan Freeman. Wow. That's a notable name. The goat. The goat. The voice of God, basically, there is kind go. of how I look at him. <laughs> um, but this is episode 1,397. On today's show, my friends, we will be doing This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete, taking a look at some of the top prospects in Texas high school football across the state. And then in the back half of the show, Powers caught up with Tex Ag senior recruiting analyst Jason Howell to talk for 17 minutes on all sort of recruiting stuff. I looked at it and you, you told me it was going to be a long yeah. one and I was like, man, that's awesome. And what's funny is like I'm talking to Jason how it seemed like for three minutes and it's, then whenever <laughs> I uploaded the video it was, it was like, like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're a Texas A&M recruiting fan, you're going to want to give it a listen. Absolutely. And maybe even if you hate Texas A&M recruiting, you might want to hear it. Yeah, because it's always good to get uh, both sides there. Um, let's go first four through the door here. We did Robert Legal, Rob Hadaway, Aaron Arbuckle, and Aaron Flynn. All right, no time to waste. We will get right into it. I'm Ashley Pickle. That's Greg Powers, and this is This Week in Cruton. It is This Week in Recruiting with our recruiting analyst, Greg Powers, as we take a look at some of the top prospects in the state of Texas. And this, of course, is brought to you by our good chicken friends, Chicken Express. It's delicious fried chicken. <laughs> it's fried chicken. It I is. like fried chicken. Delicious fried chicken. <laughs> 
<laughs> brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. But we will waste no time here as we take a look at the first one, which will be our prospect on the rise. And let me make sure I have this all pulled up. I've got like 17 things going on over here. But our prospect on the rise is from the hatch, as our buddy Guy Frazier would say, Waxahachie 2023 wide receiver. Um, Keith Abney, the second, he landed his fifth offer from Kansas State um, this weekend. And I mean, he's got all sorts of stuff. Rice, Houston, SMU, Texas Tech, Boston College, Pittsburgh, Colorado State, Louisiana Tech. This guy is on just about every conference's map and is a guy to definitely keep your eye on in the class of 2023. Yeah, he's to me one of those guys that sometimes goes overlooked in um, the state when you're talking about some of the top players. But one thing that I really love about um, Keith Abney is his grades. You know, you see an offer from Rice and that really jumps out he's a over a 3.8 gpa he's a guy who can academically go to many of the top programs in the country and he's also a great football player to boot uh, i think he was the only two-way starter in 11-6a last year so he brings it on both sides of the football i think his upside's probably um, highest on the offensive side of the ball where he put up the most stats i think he collected over 550 yards last year and scored eight touchdowns um but that's why he was also flipping over and playing on the other side of the football as well. So a lot of skill sets there with Keith Abney and his offer list continues to rise. I think Kansas State would be like to me, he reminds me of that Tyler Lockett type. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was pretty good at Kansas State. So, I mean, very similar intangibles, um, very similar size. And uh, Abney is also, you know, uh, in that 11 flat range in the 100 meters. So he has plenty of good speed, knows how to get open um so this is a guy who could fit in well at kansas state but the wildcats have their hands full as you mentioned his offer list is starting to get kind of hefty um so you know it's going to be a battle down the stretch to see where he ultimately signs well in kansas state too like a lot of these highlights so far have been kickoff return and how he's just kind of elusive off of that and that's something that kansas state i mean man they anybody that can have that illusion with the speed on the kickoff return that seems to be their calling card every single year we got stuck on Kansas State, I guess, because they offered him this week. It was his 15th offer. It's a Big 12 offer, but he has some other P5s, you know, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Boston College, Texas Tech. Texas Tech's recruiting class is getting kind of full now. Yeah. You know? I feel so, like there's been um, so many offers. I don't know where what the status of that is as far as him able to, to – could he be able to commit there or not? But mm-hmm. SMU, Rice, some other pro- good programs on that list. There's going to be a battle here, you mm-hmm. know, but I think Kansas State was – Perfect timing to get their hat in the mix, and I'm sure they'll try to get him on campus for an official visit. And I'm sure he's got more coming, too. That's the other side of that with 2023. But we'll go ahead and move on to our commit of the week. We're going to the DFW here in Arlington, Sam Houston, 2023 quarterback, Lafayette. Tight end. Sorry. That's my bad if there's a typo. All right. We got tight end, Lafayette. And we said highway is what we're going with there. Um, But he has committed to TCU over offers from Baylor, Texas, Texas A&M, Florida, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. So, I mean, he basically had every Big 12 school possible that he could have. And he's going to stay in the DFW and go straight up the road to the Horn Frogs and Coach Sonny Dykes there. Yeah, it's the second week in a row that TCU's land the commitment of the week. How about that? You know, they're really rolling on the recruiting trail right now. Um, Kaiway was a guy who was, you know, 
a pretty prominent recruit heading into the spring evaluation period, but during that time he picked up Oklahoma and Texas A&M. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like This is a guy who was very highly sought after. What I love about his game is his ability to be a weapon in the red zone. Um, he's a big dude, long arms. He's more of a receiver to me, even though he did a lot more inline tight end stuff as a junior compared to his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. His sophomore year, he was a guy who kind of got on the radar initially because he was, you know, a mismatch in the, you know, in the vertical passing game. Right. But he's not a guy who is a soft blocker. He's an aggressive blocker who's more in that flex tight end type of frame. You know, he's he is a big dude though. Mm-hmm. You know, um, great but he's hands not afraid too. to block. Good hands, great catch radius, and a guy who can move the chains, but also give his quarterback a true weapon in that red zone around the goal line. I mean, he's very active there, as you can see. A lot of his highlight clips from the beginning of his highlight tape are in the red zone. So this is a huge pickup for TCU on the offensive side of the ball. A guy who can move the chains and be a go-to guy. And Sonny Dykes will never complain about a person that will, is not scared to block, so that's a, a fantastic pickup there. From the Horn Frogs, this is this week in recruiting with uh, Next Level Athletes Greg Powers. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF today. Moving on now to our underclassmen of the week. We go to Richland 2024 offensive lineman Daniel Cruz. He picked up a new offer from the big, bad Ohio State, so you know that people start sweating when they're name gets thrown into the mix, but Baylor was his first offer, and Texas A&M has also shown some early solid interest in him, so just because they're there doesn't mean that someone from Texas could not convince him to to stick around in the Lone Star State. Right, and things are just getting started for Daniel Cruz at Richland. You know, this is a guy who at six foot three, six foot four, two hundred and eighty five, two hundred and ninety pounds, uh, is a technician, as mm-hmm. I like to call him, in the trenches, but also very powerful, powerful and explosive. Um, gets off the line really well, can get to the second level and secure blocks on linebackers. Plays with a little bit of a nasty streak. His list is also hit 15 offers already this week with the latest addition from Ohio State Uh, but he's still got two full years of Texas high school football to play yet so I mean this is a guy that everybody's really going to be on you're starting to see the you know the momentum swing in such a way on the national level when Ohio State comes calling that kind of forces some of the programs closer to home the P5 programs closer to home it forces their hand Mm -hmm. to extend him an offer as well because now they're going to have to kind of get in the game with like a nationally prominent program, right? You know, this is a school that's probably going to catch his attention. I don't think he's had the opportunity to really visit Ohio State or really take a serious look at that program yet. Um, but we'll see what what plays out. You know, he's been a multiple campus visitor to Baylor. They were his first offer. I think that they're in a really good spot. He's starting to form a relationship with the coaches down there. Texas A&M, he's been to camp there. They've been showing him interest, and there's a long list of suitors for him. So this thing's just getting started. So to try to predict where he might end up would probably be foolish of me right. at this time. But what I can say is he's a guy who could probably play either of any of the interior O-line positions, and he's a true uh, interior O-line. So you know what you're getting when you recruit him, and he passes the eyeball test. Ohio State extended that off- offer after seeing him in practice. Oh, so, wow. So you know that. Yeah, so they came <laughs> was, down they to were Texas, impressed. saw him, was like, yeah, this is a guy we want to offer. This is it. Well, he's a big guy, and we're excited to be able to watch him again for two more years. That's the best part of it for us is we get to watch this whole thing develop. (laughs) Moving on finally to our recruit of the week. It is a household name in the state of Texas at this point as Temple 2023 athlete Mikkel Harrison Pilot has collected 14 
47 <laughs> emphasis on that 47 scholarship offers but he did name a top five in houston tcu texas california and oklahoma so that is a very long awaited list there and all of those teams should be feeling good i'm incredibly impressed houston yep that's a that's a big thing to be named to a top five out of 47 scholarship offers yeah no doubt and you know there you look at his profile on 24 7 sports and i think there's a crystal ball pick by the houston expert that he'll wind up there wow and that's been in you know that's been a pick for a while so houston making the cut kind of reinforces the fact that houston probably feels pretty good about this recruitment that's for one a of the top massive guys pickup yeah that would be a massive pickup for dana holgerson and the cougars down in houston but i'm gonna say that i feel pretty good about where texas sits in this recruitment mm-hmm. as well he's already got an official visit scheduled with texas um basically a hometown kid at that U- kind of stretch <laughs> ut does great with players that they target from temple mm-hmm. you know this is a common thing they've in history historically temple's been a program that's been friendly to ut and um We'll see how it plays out, but Harrison Pilot is a guy who could have literally played for pretty much any school that he wanted to, and this is the top five that he's concentrated his efforts down to. He's got an official visit scheduled with UT on June 17th. He'll follow that up with a trip to California on June 24th. That'll be two of his NCAA-allowed five official visits, Mm -hmm. so we'll see if he takes more of those before he reaches a decision. To me... When you release a top five, mm-hmm. that's an indicator that you have a pretty good idea of where you're going to go. That's right. That's how to roadmap these recruitments. Most of the time, some of the time, these guys will release a top five and say, now that I've narrowed it down to a top five, I can concentrate and hone in on these schools. But right. you're in official visit season mm-hmm. now. Right. Right. So I have a good idea that he at least has taken enough visits and talked to these programs enough that he thinks thinks in his mind that he probably has an idea of mm-hmm. where he wants to go and playing for a, a no-nonsense program like temple like this is a hardcore um blue collar oh yeah you know um texas high school football team mm-hmm. they're tough and mean yep on the football field in temple and i know that they have their eyes on a state title every year yep and they probably wouldn't be mad if you know, Harrison Pilot made his decision before the start of the season. Yeah, that seems right. And I almost wonder, like you mentioned with the, like, naming a top five being a good, I I tend to think that it's a good indication of where someone's going. I almost look at it as kind of like a bargaining technique almost of saying, okay, look, you're still, I'm not saying you're completely, I know where I want to go, but let's see if they throw any more whatever, you know, and especially especially now in the world of NIL. Be careful on the NIL. Be careful. (laughs) I guess it's it's legal now. Oh, yeah. It's all all in the the game. Exactly. Yeah, we'll see we'll see where he ends up, you know, ultimately committing to and signing whenever, you know, the signing period does come around. Um, But I think Texas sits in a good spot. And, you know, three... Three in-state programs made the cut, two out-of-state programs, and Oklahoma isn't an in-state program, but it's a program that many Texas-based recruits and families are very, very familiar with. Oh, yeah. So the one, like, out-of-state 
whole, you know, like um, long shot, I guess, would say is California. Right. But he's already got an official visit, visit schedule there. So he's thought about mm-hmm. going away from home. But looking at that list, he's going to stay somewhere close to home. Right. In well, my opinion. That's yeah. my opinion. opinion. Right. right. <laughs> Take it as you will. And also a great time to say uh, if you would like to watch Mikhail Harrison pilot all season long, Temple just signed with Dave Campbell's yeah. Texan Live. Yeah. So. Perfect. Well, well fed. <laughs> He's Greg Powers. He is our recruiting a- analyst from Next Level Athlete. You can uh, follow him on Twitter at Greg G Power Scout and follow Next Level Athlete at Next Level D1. And of course, see all of his fine work at TexasFootball.com. Power, stick around because I'm going to have you introduce the next segment here. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> but before we get there, we're your Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon talking football in the Lone Star State. We hope you will consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. We just just sent last Friday the 63rd edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the magazine, to press. If you would like to get yours before it hits newsstand, go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. You'll get that magazine, a ton of other stuff to go along with it, but that is texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Did you know that 35% of college athletes quit their sport or transfer schools by the end of their sophomore year? That's because most high school athletes only consider athletics when picking a college. They skip over the other important factors, college major, location, scholarship, long-term goals. With so much to consider... How do you make sure that you're choosing the right school? Well, that's where Athletes to Athletes come in. Athletes to Athletes is a college counseling program built specifically for student athletes and their families. They provide a holistic approach to help you find the college program that best fits all your needs, both on and off the field. Go to athletestoathletes.com slash DC to schedule your free info session and see how they can help you find the best college program for you. All right, Powers, who did you talk to this week? Man, we caught up with our uh, buddy in recruiting, Jason Howe, senior recruiting analyst at texags.com. Gives us some really good insight uh, uh, into what's going on in College Station right now. And I have to say, I pressed him at the end <laughs> to give us two. Ooh. Two. Well, I pressed him for one, but he gave us two. Two. How about that? Two predictions on top recruits who could end up in Texas A&M's class. So you got to stick around till the end of this interview if you're an A&M fan. There we go. That's a tease. Here is Powers' conversation with Texag senior recruiting analyst Jason Howell. Greg Powers, this week in recruitment, I'm so excited to be joined by Jason Howell, my good friend in the recruiting game. We've been working alongside each other for a long time, Jason. Um, I have to admit, uh, and you guys can follow him at Jason underscore Howell on Twitter. You're one of my favorite follows, if not my favorite follow, as it comes to recruiting. Uh, I love watching you travel around the state and uh, you not only cover some of the top guys in the state you always uncover some of the hidden gems that's the I best like. part that's the best yep. part of this job right yeah and i love I, I love it man i mean i don't even feel jealous anymore whenever you go to a school <laughs> and post the first picture of a guy or uh, uh you know a uh, top up up and comer you know it's I'm, all in the game it's all in the game now i'm not gonna lie it's getting harder and harder and right? uh, i love it i love that it is that so many guys are now getting out on the road they're stopping by schools they're talking to coaches um and uh not it, it used to be just a few of us and uh now it seems like you gotta get in line to get into some of these schools i'm like all right <laughs> let's go well, so. maybe we should take that as a 
compliment too uh, a little yeah. bit that people pattern what I would feel like is some success and learn how to do this business the right way. We've had some guys that have come through here that have definitely ruffled some feathers over the years, but it's a pretty good crew yeah. out there in the street right now. Uh, absolutely. If I could take a little bit of credit for some of that, I will. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, man, I'm, you know, we're going to talk Texas A&M recruiting. Of course, you're the uh, senior recruiting analyst at texags.com, you know, and on that Texas A&M beat, That's especially right. as it relates to covering Texas A&M um, in North Texas. And yeah. not too long ago, they picked up a commitment from Javon Thomas. And I remember chatting it up with you during the season. And, uh, you know, you told me, Greg, I feel like this is one of the best guys in the entire state. And uh, Texas A&M recipro- reciprocated that, extended him an offer, and was happy to put him on the commitment list. Why are you so high on uh, Thomas as, as a player? I mean, he plays on a team that's – I mean, gosh, I've lost count of how many D1 – it's like 30 D1 players on South Oak Cliffs or 30 college players. And the whole defensive secondary with Malik Muhammad is, is loaded with talent. But you think uh, Javon Thomas might be the best of the bunch. Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, I, I can't take complete credit for it. I, I mean, I loved his athleticism. You see the tape uh, from his sophomore year there at Corsicana, and and just you could see. I mean, offense and defense. He just had so many natural gifts. Just a really good athlete. I mean, it it came off the tape in a hurry. Uh, very explosive in and out of his breaks, regardless of position. Um, and I know when when. Uh, I started talking to some of the South Oak Cliff coaches. I was like, so, you know, where's this, what are y'all thinking, you know, after getting a chance to work with them? He's special. He's really, really special. And when Kyle Ward is telling you that he's got a special DB, He's very, very special. And then, you know, of course, uh, the playoff run, he uh, he didn't get to play, uh, uh, you know, varsity level ball last year until until the, I think the last game of the regular season. So um, he came into the playoffs really fresh and against a very physical Everman team. He showed he could he was he was ready to get after it. He was sometimes he would line up in the box and, and come downhill and knock out the running back. Um, <laughs> but he had, but he also had a, a interception in that game where he turned around about two or three times to locate it. You know, it was like being able to locate the ball like that and maintain the body control and the awareness to to bring it in and then get a return out of it. Um, he's just a truly special athlete, great hips, very very good in coverage, um, and um, and he's he's he still has so much potential at the position because he is fairly new and not maybe not as refined as like a Malik Muhammad at this point, but uh, just uh, just a very very uh, strong ball player. I look at that A&M commitment list right now, and, and I see five in-state commits on it. Right, that you know, Brave Young Rogers from Lagrange, Johnny Bowen from Converse Judson. Those are guys that I think Texas high school football fans should be familiar with, and especially Texas A&M fans should be familiar with. But kind of building on the success of last year, they had the number one class in the country and what many consider as the number one class in the history of like internet recruiting rankings you know (laughs) this is the best maybe the best class ever they have 
really started to pick up a lot of steam nationally. And, uh, you know, while the, the five commits right now are all in-state, they are some players – they are players for guys who Texas high school football fans may not be as familiar with. What has it been yeah. like um, – covering that you know and Being starting more. to meet these yeah i mean like you're i guess you're more well traveled <laughs> i guess is the way to say it it has definitely uh, broadened uh, the horizons a bit there was a time where you know an offer would go out okay that kid's in pennsylvania new jersey okay <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll chase right. that down later and now you got to pay attention to everything Florida, that's no longer a pipe dream anymore. I mean, that is that at Jimbo Fisher and his connections down there, they're going to reel in a big fish or two, uh, maybe more from uh, the state of Florida. And it's same with Elijah Robinson and, um, you know, Jimbo Fisher has always had uh, strong ties up in the, you know, Virginia, uh, you know, Pennsylvania, New Jersey area. Uh, they've, they've always had those connections and that's just something that he brought from his past to uh, to Texas A&M and, and you have to pay attention to it. Um, but they have always um, it, it, it has definitely made it where, yeah, you have to pay as an analyst, I got to pay attention to everyone. There's no longer uh, well, that kid's not going to visit because right. you look up and he's on an unofficial. And I remember one of the first years um, I remember when Andre Harris uh, or Andre White uh, from Pennsylvania comes in. I don't even think anybody reported that Andre White was on campus or, or taking a visit. And then the next thing you know, he's committed and he's on campus for this. And it's like, oh, well, I guess we better find out, you know, what's going on. I mean, he he got the offer and and it was it. I, I remember just kind of going, okay, yeah, we'll see. And um, yeah, next thing you know, and that's. That's that's what happens. They uh, these coaches have ties all over the country. Uh, I mentioned, you know, uh, the Northeast, but they have strong ties in Georgia, Alabama, uh, Mississippi, Louisiana. I mean, they, they can go anywhere in the deep South. They can go out West and they they've shown um, they can do that. But I will say this, that number one recruiting class, where did the base come from? It came from right there in Houston. It came from right right there in Texas. And that's one thing they haven't done. They've done a good job of getting a nice blend of national recruit. And then they've they've gotten high level Texas high school football talent on campus too. Uh, you know, you had uh, Kenyon Green and you had DeMarvin Leal in that 2019 class. Um, one of the big gets uh, in this first class in 2018 was flipping Bobby Brown back from Alabama on signing day. And then you had Vernon Jackson, who un- uh, unfortunately had to, you know, retire due to injury from uh, from down there and in, in, uh, in the southern region of, of Texas. But uh, they've they have done a good job uh, both blending the nationwide and the Texas town. You mentioned one of our all-time favorite recruitments, Bobby Brown. What a saga that was! <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah. I still that is still my favorite. Being in the room when he sent in the letter of intent, just because I tell you, you and me, we don't get to have that moment a whole lot. And I got a tip 
from uh, I, I happen to be pretty close in with, uh, you know, with the, the Browns and and uh, with Bobby and his mom. And I was I got a tip to be there. And I was like, OK, well, if I got to be there, I'm yeah. If you're telling me this, I'm going to take the hint. And it was you did an excellent job. I can remember sitting, <laughs> I can remember sitting with you in uh, the press box at Cowboys State, AT and T Stadium, whenever Bobby had flipped his commitment <laughs> to Alabama too. So like it came full circle yeah. around. You know, you were in Arlington. He was from Arlington, Lamar. I mean, it was a it was a roller coaster ride, but there was no one who did a better job of covering it oh, yeah, than it was you. Wild. <laughs> I, it, you mentioned Texas's recruiting base, right? And I yeah. think even in this class. We, we touched on it, five in-state commitments early on. They're players for who what we have as the number one, two, and three rated players in the state with, you know, DJ Hicks, Ruben Owens, Anthony Hill. So that's going to continue to be like their home recruiting mm-hmm. base. But yeah. it's just like a different ball game. I feel like they're playing at a different level than they ever have before. Yeah. You know, I've been covering Absolutely. recruiting for over 20 years in the state of Texas now. And it's just um, really, I mean, like every time Jimbo Fisher makes a comment in the media or, I mean, everybody's <laughs> kind of watching what Texas A&M is doing right now as it relates to recruiting. And it's just well, a different beast. And I'll say this, that, that last class, that it was built on that that Orange Bowl championship season. They go nine and one. They miss the playoff just barely. Um, and that's where a lot of this momentum stem stem from in that 22 class. And, you know, they, they started early and they got Donovan Green and a few – but they didn't have a commitment from anybody until – uh, I want to say it was mid-January, maybe even into February. I have to go back and look. The dates get a little fuzzy in, right. in my old age. But um, they were um, – so they they actually started this class a little earlier than uh, than they did, um, you know, this time last year. You know, they, they – they're they're gonna be uh, they're they're gonna gear up for a big summer. It's gonna be a lot of fun uh, with camps and official visits. First big weekend coming up, but yeah, it's um, I'm bouncing all over the place. I don't know what my point was, but point is they're recruiting really well. It's been a lot of fun. Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M recruiting is my favorite beat that I've covered, and it is because you can never count them out. You don't know what's gonna happen. He was always a, uh, a guy who could close strong, even dating back to the Florida State days. I was a national recruiting analyst and scout mm-hmm. back in those days, and I remember Jimbo was always the guy that you couldn't sleep on when National Signing Day morning rolled around. I mean, it used to be quite a different thing when they only had the one National Signing Day, and mm-hmm. you know some of those top guys wouldn't commit until that day, and Jimbo Fisher was always close. He was always closing, I guess is the yeah. best way to say it. And he's, he's, he's still closing and doing a good job there at Texas A&M. But we have you on here because the Aggie yeah. fans trust your opinion on what's going to happen. And, and you're a true expert on what's going on in the uh, recruiting landscape in College Station. And what can we expect out of this class? I mean, uh, how they had a huge class last year. Are they going to hit up around – you know, we know that recruiting rankings are built around, like, numbers of recruits. Are they going to have enough recruits? in this cycle to compete for that mythical, or, or I guess it's really not even mythical, can they compete <laughs> compete for that uh, recruiting title again this year? Do they have the numbers on the roster to be able to sign enough? Well, and I know depending on the algorithm, they do kind of like cut it off at a certain level that your bottom recruits may right. not even count, but 
So, um, I mean, if you looked at AM's class last year, I think the the stat was if you took all the five stars out, it would still rank number four in the country, which is <laughs> incredible. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, this this class, uh, I, I would say we're looking at around 23, 25. And, um, you know, if they, you know, now with the unlimited, um, I guess, scholarships that you can do, um, what do they call new incoming? Uh, right. Um, they, that, that, you know, if you had somebody, you know, a few uh, transfers or something like that, uh, maybe a couple more. But, I mean, we're looking at 23 to 25 right now. That's where um, I'm expecting it. But, you know, that number tends to be moving as uh, as as the process goes on. Uh, but right now that's where I'm at. And I think it will. I think they, they will have – they're, they're going to sign uh, a top level class. Um, I've been saying, I don't know where it's going to end up. It could be three to five or whatever, but I think you're going to look at that average star rating or you're going to look at, it's going to be an elite level group. Uh, like I said, they're in on, you know, Anthony Hill, uh, DJ Hicks. I'm, I've got Javion Toviano as one of my five stars. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, that John T. Cook, uh, Jalen Hale, just in state looking at who they're in on, um, it, it could be a really, really special class. And I, I'm, I always say, I don't know exactly who they're going to get, but I bet they get their share. And that's one thing that this, this uh, staff does better than as, as well, or better than, better than anybody apparently last year with that number one group that they close, they know how to get them in the boat. You mentioned some of the top guys. I'm going to pin you down for the last question okay. a little bit. You know, I got to press you a little bit, try to get <laughs> pull that expertise out of you to give the fans something here. You know, just, right. just one little juicy morsel. Looking at those top guys, you you put Tobiano in there. He's our number five rated guy uh, in our ranking as well, which projects him to be a five star by the time the dust settles and we have all of our stars distributed out as well. Um, taking that top group of guys, you know, and, and our top five and. I think it probably comes close to matching your top five. We talked about DJ Hicks, Anthony Hill, Ruben Owens, John T. Cook, and JV and Toviano. Those are the guys that we have rated in the top five. Is there one of those guys that you feel pretty good about that could be an Aggie by the time the dust settles or by the time the letter of intents uh, come rolling in? And if so, why? You know, um, DJ Hicks is a guy for me that uh, that really stands out. Um, and A&M's been on him for so long. Uh, they've uh, Coach Robinson has uh, been the lead in, in that uh, that recruitment for a long time since his freshman year, pretty much. And and they just have a great relationship there. I could it's it's close to uh, to Katie where he, you know, he he spent his time in DFW last year, but. Katie's where I would think he would call home and that's that's you know right down the road from Texas A&M um, and the family's super familiar with it uh, I do look for Oklahoma and, and uh, you know several others to be involved uh, there but um, but I, I do like A&M's chances there and I, I'll even throw I, I like their chances with Anthony Hill too I think they're right there uh, with Anthony Hill uh, if <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, I, I hate to predict those, those big time right. guys like that because it, it can, it can take so many turns and, and there's still a long way to go. And those guys are still looking, but I, I do like where a has been positioned for both of those guys, man. I love getting a bonus pick out of you, <laughs> but you know, you know, it's going to happen. <laughs> well, Jason, thanks for jumping on with this. Uh, you know, this week in recruiting, follow him at, <laughs> At Jason underscore Hal, uh, become one of his followers today. You won't regret it. You can follow all of his fine work at texags.com. Jason, thanks for jumping on. Aggie fans at DCTF, always looking forward. Look forward to hearing your insight. Hey, it's always a pleasure. Always good to see that face. There he is, Texag's senior recruiting analyst, Jason Howell. Always appreciate him taking the time to join us for all our Dave Campbell's nonsense. But how about that? DJ Hicks, Anthony Hill, that's a, that's a prediction. I think A&M fans would be pretty happy with oh, that if it were to happen. anyone in the country would be happy and with to that. to throw DJ Hicks into like the defensive line class that they signed last year, yeah. if it happens, I mean, that my is like... Man, that's, that's murderer's like, row right there. I, think, I mean, how in the world do you compete against that? They could have a defensive front with all five stars if DJ Hicks comes. I mean, they could anyway. Right, absolutely. I think they signed four last year. But they could have four or five guys playing on that defensive front that are all five stars. That's pretty good. If you're, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, might not be the best at math, but those stars start to add up, don't they? Yeah, that's 25 stars. Of course. Well, <laughs> <laughs> What? Damn, look at that. That's 25 of them. <laughs> there he is. Well, Powers, appreciate you doing that. Uh, go to Final Thoughts real fast. Also want to remind everyone that the cover reveal for the 63rd edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Footballer Summer Magazine will be next Monday. Monday the 6th. Be by your computer right at noon um, because that will be coming out. We'll be revealing both the main cover and the gatefold cover um, Monday, June 6th, next Monday. So be ready for that that's going to do it for us thanks for spending part of your day with us make sure to like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbell's follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbell's follow us on twitter at dctf and of course see all of our work at texasfootball.com thanks again to our guest jason howell of texags for joining us for greg powers i'm ashley pickle vince young come get your player of the year trophy there it is we will see you tomorrow on texas football today